Isaiah the prophet, the prominent figure from our Advent season, just about every day we will be hearing from him and his prophecy. And today we see the, we see the clear manifestation, fulfillment of that prophecy. Where he predicts, he foretells that there will be that great banquet where all will come together. But there's more to it because he says that there will be no more death and the tears will be wiped away. So even in this feeding of the multitudes, which is a foreshadowing of the Holy Eucharist, there's still more. And that more is heaven. That dwelling place of God where if we die in the state of grace, we will be with him for all the years of our life. That we will dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. But we see this, this desire of the Father to satisfy the needs and the desires of his children. This interesting story from St. Matthew. Now this is not so clear just on the words today, but he's with the Gentile people. And one of Isaiah's great prophecies is that he breaks out of the exclusive, exclusivity that the Jews had built. He's preparing them and us that all the nations would be welcomed, that all peoples would be gathered around, not just the Jews, but the promise would be open to all people. And so Jesus, in the passage today, is in that part of the land that's Gentile territory. And so what an amazing scene this is, that they're bringing to him all of the lame, all that who are in need of healing. And it says they began to glorify the God of Israel. These people, men and women who weren't Jews, they weren't part of the covenant. But because of this great manifestation of the healing power of God, they began to glorify the God of the Jews. Again, we start to see the magnificent work that Jesus is doing. We can say rightfully that the people who are listening to and were reading Isaiah, and even the psalmist who talks about the good shepherd and all the needs being met, never could have assumed or predicted that the person of Jesus would be the fulfillment of these prophecies. Part of our Advent preparation is to help us go back to that moment of, of wonder, of, of hope, of what's it going to be like when these prophecies are fulfilled. So we don't just get stuck in a routine that, oh, we know what happens next. But the awe and the wonder of this season of Advent should awaken within us a deeper hope. Because the Lord does desire to satisfy. But he wants to help purify your desires so that you want only the good and right things. And as we look to St. Nicholas, the Lord doesn't just satisfy our, our hunger or our thirst or even our physical maladies. Our desire for truth St. Nicholas was at the Council of Nicaea. 
when the bishops put together the, the creed that we pray every Sunday. And there was a debate, as I'm sure many of us know, with Arius, a bishop who denied that Jesus was God. Basically, he was just a really good man. So living a lie, preaching a lie, and if you don't know, over 75% of the bishops at the time were teaching this error of the nature of the person of Jesus Christ. And St. Nicholas was one of the ones who stood up to truly confront this lie so that the truth could be proclaimed, professed, taught, and believed so that our desire for the truth would be satisfied. So he's a great intercessor for us in these days when there is so much confusion, so many lies about God and Jesus and the church and the human person. We can look to St. Nicholas to help us. He's also one of the first saints that wasn't a martyr. So again, just the surprise, the wonder, the awe, what God does to his children, with his children. At the end of this passage, there was seven baskets full. Seven is a sign of a covenant. And so we see here again the beginning of the expansion of the covenant, not just to the Jewish people, but to all people. The Jews had a hard time accepting that in the days of Jesus. So maybe there are people in our lives today that we have a hard time accepting that they are included in their promise. And sadly, sometimes we feel the same way about ourselves, that we are not accepted, that we are excluded for a variety of reasons. And so we pray. Pray for the grace to have our hearts open expansively for the mercy and the love of God that will be displayed in the Christ child in just a few weeks. But who is here today in the Blessed Sacrament? Let's pray for a deeper faith, a deeper wonder, a deeper awe. And this God who loves us, this God who wants to meet your desires.